0: It's the Financial Fundamentals Show with your host, Alec P. Tuckman, Fiduciary Financial Advisor. He is the son of two award winning economics professors. His brother is a day trader, his uncle, an entrepreneur. His grandfather ran a successful foundation. He's been learning how money makes money since he was in diapers. Today, you'll learn some of the most important financial information and wealth building techniques available. And now, here's your host, Alec Tuckman.
1: Hello, podcast listeners out there. Welcome to the Financial Fundamental Show with Alec Tuckman, Advisor. And David Rosie Rosenberg, funniest guy the side of the Mississippi.
2: Oh, man. I might even just say that this side of Ventura Boulevard. No, I wouldn't even go with that. The side of Figueroa. <laughs>
1: fair enough. Fair enough. I'm your number one fan, bud.
2: You and Kathy Bates. Yeah. Fun little
1: Stephen King reference there. We are demystifying personal finance one podcast at a time and having a darned jolly time doing it in the process. Consider this the stuff they should have taught you in school, but didn't.
2: They didn't teach me anything in school. I want my money back. And time? Yeah, and time. Just a few years.
1: (laughs) David, today we're talking about what to do when you receive a financial windfall.
2: Oh, that's easy. Just give it to me.
1: Yes, but they may want to see that money again.
2: Okay, then give it to you. Right answer.
1: So let's start with the obvious question. What is a windfall?
2: When you take a dive off of a cliff and the wind blows you into rocks. Try again. Isn't it some same as a dream come true?
1: <laughs> to some, a financial windfall could be many things. It could be an inheritance. Not me. It could be a settlement in a lawsuit. Also not me. It could be when you get cast as the lead role in a major motion picture film for $10 million. <sighs> Definitely not me. Or it could be a comedy special on Netflix you get for a couple mil.
2: Wishing it was me, but no, still not me
1: yet. A windfall is any time you receive a big chunk of money. It could be a financial parachute from work, meaning they give you a modest or big severance.
2: Don't you have to have a job to make that happen?
1: Or maybe a business partner buys you out for that big chunk of change.
2: If any comedians want to buy me out because you're intimidated by my talent, my asking price is five million. It's much less than five million dollars. It's I'll do this quitting heartbeat. <laughs>
1: Sounds like a discount for five mil. Darn straight. So let's start with congratulations. Uh, What happened? On your financial windfall.
2: Oh, like we're playing pretend. Okay, I got an imaginary. Congratulations. You're such a tease.
1: We have a checklist we give people who just get a big chunk of money, whether it's a settlement or winning the lotto or an inheritance.
2: Nothing more fun than getting a checklist that you can't check anything off. Yeah.
1: So let's go over some general steps you can take to get the most out of your newfound wealth.
2: So basically you're saying, let's fantasize. I haven't done that since my childhood. Bring it.
1: The first thing you're going to want to do, and it may sound obvious, but you'd be surprised how careless people can be. Yes. Protect the proof of assets. Meaning, if it's a lotto ticket, don't lose the ticket. Can you imagine? Yeah. Keep it safe. If it's a parachute, meaning if you're out of the job and they give you a settlement of some kind or payout... Hang on to the paperwork.
2: Yeah, no duh. I still have that that paperwork.
1: Talk about a windfall. I knew this guy who bought thousands of dollars in crypto back in 2014. Oh, man, that
2: lucky son of a gun.
1: Well, not so lucky. He forgot about it. And now, almost a decade later, he he lost the jump drive he stored it on.
2: No! Oh, that sucks.
1: Can you think of anything worse? Anything worse. If you inherit wealth from gambling at Powerball, understand that your chances of that success are one in something like $292 million for winning.
2: Oh, I'll take those odds.
1: You have better chances that you get struck by lightning.
2: Oh, good thing we don't get much lightning here in Los Angeles.
1: Are you ready for some more ideas to make sure you maximize the winnings? Ain't nothing wrong with that. Get ready for rule number two. Oh, yeah, let's do it. Like the movie Fight Club, there's a saying. Rule number one, don't talk about it. Rule number two, don't talk about it.
2: Oh, So you're saying don't talk about the fact that he won. Correct. So you can't rub it into other people's faces. What's the point?
1: It's I know. It's rubbing into other people's faces that gets you in trouble. Example? Well, actually, you don't have to be a millionaire even. I, I can tell you from experience, I have a client and her mother must have accidentally said something at her Mahjong club. And the next thing you know, they get rolled. And the $20,000 that was hidden under the mattress was suddenly gone one day.
2: Oh, man. It's like... Uh... You know, anyone who comes into money or you find you're find you a football player and you sign that first contract and everyone comes out of the woodwork to get some of your money. The lottery, they make you sign that they'll uh, advertise. They can use your face to advertise. And some people, like, wear a mask so that they, no one knows that they were the one who won it.
1: Yeah, you're absolutely right. And I can tell you, even in this particular situation, it's funny because the first red, well, not funny, but it's interesting because the first red flag there was, what's wrong with the bank account?
2: Worried about another 2008, maybe?
1: Maybe. But look what happened. The irony. Now it's gone. And she should be worried about her so-called friends and neighbors at the Mahjong event. You know, what's the saying? Loose lips sinks ships. Indeed. And what if that were a ton of money? Like $200,000, not $20,000. Oh, man, that's so much more painful. Yeah. So you definitely want to keep it from being in the news. And I saw some article that talked about an Asian lotto winner not too long ago, I think South Korea. And the guy wore a big chicken outfit when they accepted the money and everything that was so funny, but they were being very, very smart because they knew better than to reveal their identity.
2: So people find out you have a few bucks. So, so what? It's in the bank.
1: Once people know that you have money or even fame, people talk to you differently. They covet. They get jealous. They want what's yours. They are more critical. They scrutinize everything about you. And they're hypercritical, as even, even if they didn't know you. It's like you're walking around with an invisible target on your forehead and you don't even know it.
2: No class, some people.
1: Yeah. They become more judgmental. They want what's yours. It breeds resentment, even if left unstated. Don't you think that people would be less likely to break into your home if they didn't think money was there?
2: Easy there, Tex. You talking from experience? I'm
1: just relaying stories. You don't think that hackers love trying to get into Jeff Bezos' bank accounts? Oh, for Sure. Yeah, just for the boasting rights alone. Right. Just know that the anonymity is the first layer of protection. The less people know about you and your wealth, the better off you're going to be.
2: Okay, I get it.
1: Just remember not to share the news, not even for relatives.
2: What? Think about how boring Thanksgiving will continue to be.
1: Well, I had a client say that she had a million, but even then, her sister married a guy with $15 and there was a tremendous amount of resentment there. So understand that we've seen both sides. It's not pretty. Privacy is definitely important. And how. Next, we need to have a sense of direction.
2: What does that mean? Translate from financial advisor ease or whatever for us.
1: Did you know that I am a lister?
2: I do not know what that is.
1: I love making lists. Oh,
2: okay. Actually, I didn't know that about you. I just thought you were (laughs) detail-oriented.
1: They go hand in hand. Do they? I encourage people with newfound windfalls to make lists. Many of them, actually... You'll want to make a list of things you want, and you'll want to make a list of things you're content with, and you'll want to make a third list of things you want to change.
2: Sounds like a waste of time.
1: Actually, it's a way to keep you grounded. It's a way to set goals, and it's a method to make sure you've thought about how to make even more money with this new farm cash that you've received. Uh, Okay. Think about it this way. Would you rather spend the cash and have nothing, or would you rather put the money into play employing the money? and have the cash work for you, and have the cash always coming in for life.
2: Ah, light bulb over the head moment.
1: And always remember, goals that are written down have a much higher chance of being realized.
2: Oh, why do I need goals? I'm missing Right Now Baby!
1: Well, number one, I just told you why. And <laughs> Number two, because money is a tool, an instrument to achieve happiness.
2: Money is happiness!
1: No, that is a misconception. I know plenty of clients who have money that are not as happy... Money is a tool to achieve that happiness again, but only you can figure out what makes you happy.
2: Oh, So deep, Confucius. You sound like Yoda.
1: For some people, happiness is buying material items, but that new feeling of the big house or nice car doesn't last for long. And it's usually a matter of time before you start wanting something more. Usually it's family that satisfies us, maybe our job, a hobby, a passion.
2: For some of it's crack. I mean, just kidding. Yikes, I hope not.
1: (laughs) So now that you've protected the money from predators by maintaining privacy, the next thing you're going to want to do is to protect the money from yourself.
2: Mm, That's the hardest part, isn't it?
1: Well, it depends. We recommend putting the assets into investments that are less liquid. This way, you're less likely to draw on the funds and spend it on frivolous things.
2: Yeah, I'm more of a YOLO kind of guy.
1: You only live once, right? I know. As a firm, we're the exact opposite of that. We're very conservative. We're careful. We're methodic. We're all about protection and preservation of assets. Such a Debbie Downer. But the money will still be there when all is said and done, and that's the point. Right, good point. The next thing we recommend is that you don't quit your day job.
2: What? Isn't that the whole point of winning the lotto, to stick it to the boss, give him the middle finger and like storm out and with fire behind you?
1: <laughs> Not really. While financial independence is a great thing, it doesn't have to happen without thought. Take your time before you do anything. There's no rush.
2: I got money burning in my pocket right now.
1: Also, it helps to be grounded in reality. Having a job gives some people purpose, even if it's waiting tables or making deliveries. Or maybe if you commit to doing daily volunteer work, like at an animal shelter or children's hospital, make a difference with your life. Don't just sit
2: around all day watching TV and drinking beer. Oh, so you've watched me in my house? That's not nice.
1: (laughs) If you're a missionary... Then this will enable you to do things like the work you've always had, the passions you've always wanted to follow. Well, that sounds like way too much work. The next tip we recommend is to live a modest lifestyle.
2: No, oh, I forget that. I'm getting a McLaren that I've always wanted.
1: Spending money on luxury cars and big houses are good ways to go through cash fast. Wait,
2: didn't you tell me that once a property was an appreciating asset?
1: Yes, but if you have the big mansion and you're not renting it out for income, then you're just throwing money into this house that one day you may not be able to afford.
2: But it'll still go up in value.
1: That won't be realized until you sell the actual home. And if you're looking to buy and hold or flip, that's fine. But if you don't have other sources of income, that may be an issue. Oh. And don't get me started about expensive cars. How easy is it for someone to get in an accident driving on the freeway? Way too easy. And cars in general, depreciating assets... I would rather see the money in appreciating assets. Which are? Well, things like real estate, stocks, bonds, paper investments. Depending on your age, we have ways to mitigate the taxation in certain investments. It depends on a lot. Regardless, diversification should be part of the overall plan. My plan
2: is to have no plan.
1: And speaking of a plan, you really need a plan for the money. The
2: plan is to spend it.
1: Bad plan. After you make those lists I recommended, the next question would be, what do you want to do with the money? What do you want the money to do for you? Do you want to grow it? Do you want income? Do you want to give it to charity?
2: Spend, spend, spend!
1: Really? And then what? Have a bunch of junk that you lose interest in in a couple months?
2: No, maybe. What's the difference between growth and income?
1: Do you want to grow the assets and basically bulk up those assets? Say, double your money in 10 years? Or are you looking to basically replace job income with income from your your performing assets. That's the difference.
2: Okay. How about both?
1: You could do that. That can be done. But again, that's why we need to flesh this out, have a plan. That plan should have diversification, maybe multiple streams of income. True diversification in a portfolio will always have an asset going up and down depending on what's happening in the markets. I don't like the down part. (laughs) And you want to set yourself up to generate multiple streams of income in retirement. So if we are reverse engineering this plan, we want to find out what you want it to grow to. Then we try to work backward to get you to that goal.
2: One trillion dollars.
1: Look at that. You even did the pinky thing from the Dr. Evil Austin Powers reference and the, the tooth point and everything. I'm that good. That reminds me of a guy who came into us. and He came off as this big talker, 35 years old, said he made a killing in the market and but pulled out the money before he saw it drop back in 2007. That was by sheer luck. He said he wanted to take the money and have me invest it and never work again.
2: Sounds like a good plan, what happened?
1: Well, guess how much he ended up having?
2: How much? 50 grand. Well, that maybe lasts him six months?
1: Understand that on a high level, when you invest the money, your goal is to get a solid return on the money. If I invest $500,000, let's and say I get a 7% return, 7% of 500 grand is $35,000. Can you live on that? Maybe, if you sit at home and knit sweaters all day. So it takes money to make money. Exactly. So I'm screwed. No, no. Just go out there and make some dough. We can use the financial planning software we use at our office and run Monte Carlo simulations, doing projections, just to see which is the best case scenario for retirement, or in this case, how to maximize growing those assets. Oh, that works. Another thing to think about is you want to make sure the money is put to work.
2: How can money work? It's a thing, not a person.
1: You don't want it sitting in a bank account, right? It's dead in the water, making 1%, 2%. You want to employ the money and get it working for you. Otherwise, there is inflation, which erodes the dollar over time. And something called opportunity costs, where you could be making, I don't know, 5 7% over here, but instead it's just sitting there making nothing in a bank account, eroding.
2: Oh, well, This whole windfall thing suddenly got really complicated.
1: It's the money game. And I hate to use the word money and game in the same sentence, but it is kind of like playing a game of chess. Do you think people who do this all day and talk about money and research different instruments and different strategies and tools may know something a little bit more than someone who doesn't do their homework? Of course. Yeah. So like I said, the goal is to get a return on your money and put the money to work. Better the money than me. And to do this, you're going to want to put a team together. Like my dream team? More like a financial advisor, a lawyer, a realtor, maybe a mortgage banker, an accountant.
2: All right, not as exciting, but I get it.
1: You could potentially beat a huge learning curve and save yourself ridiculous dollars by having a team to help you. They can give you a consultation before you make any purchases.
2: Agreed. Better your way than the highway. Next, you'll want to create a budget. Why well, have all this money? The budgeting is for people who watch to watch every dime going in, penny going out.
1: Exactly. It's about control. Watching every penny go in and out is what the goal is here. Don't you want to know where the assets are going?
2: Honestly, I'm just a little bit too lazy for that.
1: (laughs) If you have a huge windfall, you're going to want to monitor your earnings. What you need, what you don't need. That way, you're more likely to not go through all the earnings and end up spending frivolously.
2: So the timeshare in Cancun is off the table?
1: Well, we don't generally recommend timeshares... As a whole, it's not a very good investment. I
2: was kidding. I've heard that too. Anytime they need to give away free candy, a massage, and an island tour to sweeten the deal means it's probably not the best investment. So what else?
1: Don't hand out cash to loved ones.
2: No, but my auntie Myrna said she needed a few bucks to help cover her triple bypass. Giving cash
1: to relatives is generally a bad idea. It creates rifts, bad blood, and makes Thanksgiving incredibly uncomfortable.
2: Our family Thanksgivings are usually pretty uncomfortable anyways.
1: But no one knows about their windfall because you kept it to yourself, right?
2: Of course. Yeah, sure. I mean, maybe I need to start taking notes here to remember all this advice.
1: (laughs) Agreed. Or just re-listen to the podcast. Another thing you want to do is start screening calls.
2: I already do that. I hate answering the phone or talking on the phone. It's awful. Yeah.
1: People always find a way to discover you've come into money. And I speak from personal experience here. I had a few bucks come in from an inheritance from my father and suddenly I got all these people sending me invitations to do loans with them and ideas to spend there my inheritance and all this junk mail I get. When an estate goes through probate, it may become public knowledge. So make sure you steer away from
2: all those solicitations. Oh, no fear there. Check and double check. Don't answer the phone. Yeah.
1: Next, you're going to want to set some money aside and create an emergency fund, usually six months worth.
2: Like an emergency trip to the Bahamas?
1: No. <laughs> like if the roof caves in emergency, or if the foundation of your home cracks, like twenty to $50,000 emergencies. Oh, real
2: emergencies. Yeah.
1: They say typically, if you're single, renting, you need about three months. If you're married, kid, home, closer to six months is a rule of thumb.
2: Oh, well, it's just me sleeping on my buddy's couch right now, and I got next to nothing for an emergency fund. So that makes sense then. <laughs>
1: Next, you're going to want to pay off your debt.
2: Oh, I can't win enough money to do that.
1: Mortgage, bills, credit cards, medical debt. Stay out of debt. No sense in getting a good return over here while you're paying, let's say, 24% on your credit cards over there. Oh, man, I get that math. You could be saving yourself thousands of dollars or more just by paying off your debt. Debt is modern-day slavery. Only the banks are the masters now. You borrow, they own you.
2: Yeah, this banker from Wells Fargo and says he brand me on my backside. they to prove that he owns me.
1: It's always the Wells Fargo's up to no good, right?
2: <laughs> it wouldn't be surprised. Yeah.
1: Emancipate yourself and cut up those credit cards. <gasps> Did
2: you just say the unthinkable?
1: Best advice I could ever give someone. The only reason to have a credit card is to build credit. Buy something, pay it off before the end of the month. So it's
2: not for trips to Vegas.
1: No. And if they give you a choice to take that windfall immediately or over time, you really have to sit down and do the math to see which makes more sense. No,
2: no. Immediate gratification.
1: You're going to want to talk to a CPA or a financial advisor and have them run the software to do the projections. What are the tax implications to do now versus later? What's the time value of money? What do we have to worry about? Things like inflation.
2: Take the money up front. No questions.
1: Or again, you could do what makes good financial sense. Take the money up front. A pension is a good example of that. You have to do the math and see what works. Understand, if you take it
2: all up front, you may see a huge tax hit. Oh, yeah, the the whole tax thing. I knew there was a reason we kept you around. (laughs) Thanks, I feel of value.
1: (laughs) However, it may mean more on a, a tax for Social Security, for example, if you have an annuity payment over time and you're paying on Social Security. Oh, that
2: sucks. Darn if you do, darn if you don't.
1: You're also going to want to create layers of protection around you and your assets. That's a biggie.
2: Like how? Well,
1: look, like if you start a business with some of this money, you want to incorporate. Maybe start a family trust if you don't already have one. Maybe you want to have started something like a more advanced charitable remainder trust if you want to do some philanthropy. Maybe a SLAT.
2: SLAT? What's that?
1: A spousal lifetime access trust. To help with the estate planning with your wife or husband, maybe a spendthrift trust to regulate your spouse and children's spending once you pass on. Oh,
2: the very thought of giving money away is so alien to me.
1: <laughs> well, there comes a point when you're older, you know, you can't bring the money with you into the afterlife. So you may want to get a tax break or even help make the world a better place. Nah. Well, luckily, not everyone thinks the way you do. Yeah, I suck. And on that very note. Yes. You are, at some point, going to want to get your estate planning in place and figure out what should happen to your assets when you pass on. And if I don't? Then your estate goes through a process called probate, where the government essentially decides what happens to your assets. If the government decides what do you think may happen... It goes to them? Well, most of it. Look at the artist formerly known as Prince.
2: In fact, that's my boy. Rest in peace, bro.
1: He had an estate around $150 Sick relatives fought for it. Two died before the estate was settled. Two were in their 80s before they saw the money, and only two really got to enjoy it. And even then, they only got something like 40% of the overall assets after the years of legal battles and countless headaches and millions in legal fees. Is
2: that true? Only six people? I thought the guy probably, I guess he probably didn't have a bunch of kids. All right. Yeah, unfortunately. No justice in this world. Indeed. Good thing I have no windfall. Otherwise, my poor relatives would have millions in legal fees.
1: Yeah, good thing.
2: Who do you thought being broke could be such a good thing?
1: Not this guy. So when you want to carve up the money and put them into different investments, yes, you want to make sure you diversify.
2: As in a Chinese CPA, African-American uh, financial advisor, and Indian attorney.
1: <laughs> well, not that kind of diversification. I meant that diversification within the different assets. You don't want to put your eggs in one basket. Like what? Well, depending on your risk tolerance... I think you're asking me if I was your advisor, what would I recommend? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it just depends on your risk tolerance, your goals, your age. There's a lot to consider. Your need for income, when you need the money, what you need the money for. Perhaps you could put some into opening a retirement account. Ugh, boring. Maybe you want to put into some real estate, that dream home you've always wanted, or a multifamily rental, maybe several units. Then you'd have to deal with tenants. Yes, the three T's. Three T's? Termites Tenants and toilets. Ugh, too much work. Yeah, that, that'd be the 4T. Well, you could do other investments like REITs, real estate investment trusts, where you invest in real estate but don't have to evict tenants or fix leaky roofs.
2: Oh, that's more like it. Cold star for you. Good, good out-of-the-box thinking there.
1: Maybe some into precious metals. Gold, silver,
2: platinum. If you believe in crypto, maybe there's a little there. I have some Swampland in Florida. I think it would be a great investment for you.
1: <laughs> I'm sure. You could also put it into more conservative assets They get you near bank safety and a much better rate of return than a bank would. And those are? Well, several instruments that are beyond the scope of today's conversation. That's what we ultimately specialize in, investing in mitigating risk.
2: Now that's a concept.
1: You want some more advice? Yes. Don't gamble it away.
2: Oh, think of the money you won through gambling and then lose it all through gambling. Yeah,
1: it wouldn't be the first time. It's like that song, The Gambler. got to know when to hold, know when to fold,
2: know when to walk away. Know when to run. You never count your money. What's saying at the table? you got time now to go. Oh, You're an amazing singer. We get it. Thank you. I'm here all week.
1: <laughs> Try the meat. Okay. And one more thing. Yes? Don't let yourself go. A little late for that, don't you think? <laughs> no lounging around the house, eating bonbons. How dare you criticize my lifestyle? You're going to want to allocate some of that money to a gym, a personal trainer, maybe a dietitian. Oh, Why start now? If you do the research on millionaires and see what the common threat is, what they all seem to be doing, they almost across the board, they seem to take care of themselves. They're optimistic. They're healthy. They're upbeat. Health is very important to them. And most people with an influx of income comes an interest in taking care of yourself more.
2: All right. So they're rich. They have a lot to live for. Yeah. Makes
1: sense. But what does that tell you when almost every millionaire out there seems to make health a priority in their life? Okay, I get it. Lose a few pounds. Fine. Finally, you should treat yourself to a little something.
2: Finally, fun with the money.
1: Maybe a modest, emphasis on the word modest, vacation, a dinner out, a piece of modest jewelry. A trip to Vegas? Uh, That would be expensive if I went with you. I can feel it.
2: Yeah, well, probably. Okay, no. Okay, I can tell. I cannot tell that. Yeah, it would be.
1: Every windfall is different, and every situation is different, and what works for you may not be good for someone else. Amen. That is why it's important to speak with someone with experience who has dealt with this kind of thing. Mm. And pray, who tell could that be? David. Alec. If you or anyone else you know needs help with anything financial related, from retirement planning to tax strategy to estate planning, risk management, investing, Mitigating risk with their investments. Generating income through their retirement years. Not outliving that income. You name it, give us a call.
2: What do I, What if I want to finance my next mission to Mars? Then you'd probably want to call Elon. Someone else's department? Yeah.
1: A lot of R&D needed there. Too cost prohibitive for us.
2: Okay, understood.
1: Pretty much anything financial related give us a call. And on that note, if we can't help you, we probably know someone who can. Like Elon. Maybe someone like Elon.
2: Are you good at connecting people with other people? Why, yes, we are.
1: You're such a quick learner. Thank you. I try. <laughs> so guys, don't forget to click, tweet, subscribe, like, comment, review us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and subscribe this very second to our podcast. You can reach us at our office at 844 844- 242 0073. Check out our website, WMPLA Inc.com, Inc. is INC, or email us at info at WMPLA Inc.com. Until next time, have a great rest of your day and stay safe out there. Bye, everyone. It's been real. Happy investing, everybody.
0: Investments involve risk, and unless otherwise stated, are not guaranteed. Past performance cannot be used as an indicator for future results. Strategies mentioned may not be suitable for everyone, and opinions expressed do not take into account your particular situation or objectives. It is not intended that these specific recommendations are intended for you. Before acting on any recommendations mentioned, please seek the advice of a qualified tax professional or investment advisor to determine whether it's appropriate for your specific situation.